know what a harlequin is? A harlequin's role is to serve. It's nothing without a master. Welcome to the DC Film Squadcast. This is the DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and TV shows. Yeah, we're all big fans of what DC Comics is doing on the big and small screens, and we want to make sure we talk all about it. So thanks for joining us tonight. Let's get started. My name is Scott. And I am Tim, and we are the Squadcast. My God, Scott. My God, we're just getting... Stop the chit-chat. There's no chit-chat. This is all hands on deck. All hands on deck. All hands on deck. Quick quick announcement, though. Guys, we have other shows in our network. Squadcast Media. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, you got it. Blah, 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 blah. We have shows. Leave us a review. Squadcast Movies is coming up on Patreon. Okay, let's get to it. (laughs) Freaking Snyder Cut! (sighs) Zack Snyder's Justice League 2021! HBO Max! Freaking Henry Cavill on the live stream! Ugh, my god. Yes! Yes! I'm gonna tell you right now. I mean, so when when I'm watching that thing, and all of a sudden the second box pops up, and I see it's freaking Henry Cavill. I, I just like I knew something was gonna happen. Did you see the thing I texted you? Because in the corner it said Vero powered by Zoom, and I was like, why Zoom this time? <laughs> right. Um. Hmm. Well, we knew we knew why. I just didn't wasn't expecting Henry Cavill. I I don't know. I actually I had I I wasn't expecting Henry Cavill. No, I wasn't at all. No. Oh no. See, I. I went back to my theory that I said on Dave the Film Junkies, you know, live stream about how it was it it's it was a man of steel. It was a man of steel watch party, and then you connect the dots between that and that Umberto article from a couple of weeks ago, where we go, why are you talking about the Supergirl movie and talking about Henry? Ca- oh, you're Henry Cavill's having talks in, yeah, in, in this kind right. of thing, and I was, and then when Umberto did the whole you know screening in February thing, which wasn't the real story no <laughs> i in my mind i connected two dots together and was like they worked something out didn't they yeah they, yeah i don't think it's fully worked out yet but maybe it is i don't know i don't know danny garcia was tweeting about zach Snyder's justice league today yeah yeah maybe it is i don't know you know i i just i kind of feel like um I, I feel like there's several pieces of the puzzle that kind of have to get worked out yet, but it, but clearly the the plan is in place now. You know, uh, it, either it's, either it's going to be like a director's cut released on HBO Max, or it's going to be episodic. And me personally, I know we've been clamoring for you know a director's cut, but I I want the episodes. I'm going to tell you that right now because that means we're going to get more. I want 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 I want characterization development that we don't typically have the luxury of doing on the big screen this is a freaking opportunity that gives me a lot more of the stuff that that i just really love and crave and my god if, you know we know Zack snyder's assembly cut was four and a half hours something like that you know i've, I've been hearing f- i've been hearing five yeah. you know the you know basically we're in a window of four to five hours four yeah. plus i think i think uh ray fisher even on his twitch stream today said four plus hours yeah yeah i mean so when we talk about assembly cut let's just be clear about this people uh an assembly cut is not something that is typically going to be put out because assembly cut has all the footage and it has all the things it has it has extended scenes that pacing wise just simply would not 
not work, right? In a, in a in a film. In a theatrical release. In a theatrical release. Now, if some of that stuff can be used then for ep- like an episodic format, oh come on, give it give it to me give right me now. Give me all I, the <laughs> things. And 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 in my mind, and you know, I said if the, if they you know some of those talk out there is like, well, what if it was like six episodes? I, I kind of feel like that's a trial balloon out there. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna jump on that trial balloon and go off wherever it leads me because I will take six episodes of this if it gives me you know six near hour episodes or whatever it might be to get all this added added extra content and character development i I will take that in a heartbeat all right so i i thankfully had the opportunity to watch the entire man of steel live stream it was it was wonderful it was it was it was fun just like the bvs live stream it ends you hear boop boop, and then there's henry cavill (laughs) and and having a mustache that 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 had to that that could not have been i feel like that was a, that was trolling i feel it like that was feels trolling. like it. and i and i thought you're right i saw your your one text message and like you know he's clearly got to shave this thing off during this right <laughs> and i was thinking yeah he's he's clearly going to do it but they didn't do it they didn't oh, do it missed opportunity guys oh my gosh that would have been awesome <laughs> okay and then they had some and then they had some fans on a for the q a was actual fans zoom calling in and i loved seeing i mean there was jacob and there was nash and yeah. there was danny and there sylvia was yeah. brent and sylvia yeah. and yeah. Brent. I was there going, I know these people. All these people we know. Yeah. It was just great to see that. I'm so happy for those guys. I mean, it's such a great honor to, you know, to see to to get the chance to to be a part of that. Like, uh and and you know what I loved about it the most is it was it it wasn't like it wasn't like the usual suspects. Like these were the these were all the other people that have been doing the work. That have you know, they've been doing their work. They don't get all the recognition. And I and I think it was fantastic that they got that opportunity. And then of course Danny goes, you know, from from Chile goes and asks the question. Yes. <laughs> and they were totally prepared to have, I mean, they had the artwork, uh, they had the graphic, and then as soon as that live stream was over, every AT&T Warner Media Group Twitter handle known to man, That's it was full court press today. Yeah. I mean, it was DC. It was Warner Media. It was Warner Brothers. It was HBO Max. It was AT&T. the Looney Tunes. You know, it was it the was... Looney Tunes account. Yeah, it, everything was so coordinated. It was it, beautiful. TNT drama. TNT, the the TV, the the cable channel, their their drama uh, Twitter handle was live tweeting the Man of Steel watch party. <laughs> this was a Swiss watch. It was. This was corporate synergy at its finest. This was this was Warner Brothers and their marketing department at their finest before all the stuff started going down. It yeah, really the, was. Oh, it, yeah. it, this it, is old school. This is old school. This is AT and T bringing back. You could say the good old days. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to talk more about the good old days a little bit later in this episode. Yes, we are. There, there's. We're not. It's not just going to be about the news today. We we have something right. special planned for you guys. Yes, we do. We're gonna we're gonna open up our hearts here, and we're gonna tell you about some stuff that that we just haven't shared uh, about our, our show personally. Yeah. So. so that that that's gonna come later. But let's let's talk about let's talk about this. this oh, the happy news. Okay. <laughs> so we got the news. Yes. I, I will admit there was a part of me that went. 2021. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me too. I just looked at him like, 
I was like, oh, 2021. 21. Oh, that, I've waited this long. I could wait a little bit longer. I know. I know. Exactly. I, beggars can't be choosers. But still, it, I, I would be lying to y'all if I didn't go, fudge. <laughs> ah. No, no. See, I, I look at that. And, and as soon as I get past that initial, like, oh, that's like next year. As soon as I just like <laughs> kind of like let that sink in for just a second, I'm like, that means I'm going to get this thing finished even further, which is what we want. Want. That's yes. what we want. Right. So, so yes, guys, this is a good thing that it's not coming Good. instantly. Yeah. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. So, HBO Max sends out a press release. It was actually the first tweet I saw. And there there strongly became a theme of what I was seeing in these press releases and in these fan interactions that the official Twitter handles were, you know, doing. And it goes from the first sentence of HBO Max's press release. Right. After global passionate fan calls to action and the hashtag release the Snyder Cut movement. That was the theme of the day. We're, we heard the fans. We're giving the fans what they want. That was the drum that was being beat all flipping day. Across the board. Yep. Yeah, it was it was really great. And, and, you know, and both you and I felt the same way about this press release. This was actually a really good press release. Yeah, it, it was. This, this included everything. I mean, so it, it had, it, it didn't like come out and directly say it, but it, it had the Mia Culpa in it, you know, in a lot more of an indirect way, but it was it was there. You had them using and embracing the release that Snyder Cut hashtag. You know, you had that. You had quotes directly from Zack Snyder in this thing. So, I mean, there was just, like, this is what you want to see. And, and I actually kind of, I, I, I appreciated the very last paragraph the most, probably. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> right. I mean, the next one, hashtag release the Snyder Cut became a passionate rallying social media cry among fans in 2017 and has not let up. No kidding. From countless press articles and hundreds of thousands of social media mentions, it became a powerful global movement among cinephiles and comic book fans. This is from a HBO Max press release, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Well, and then this is what I was talking about, the Zack Snyder quote. This is a direct quote from Zack Snyder. I want to thank HBO Max and Warner Brothers for this brave gesture of supporting artists and allowing their true visions to be realized. Also, a special thank you to all of those involved in a Snyder Cut movement for making this a reality. Yes. And that's you guys. Yes. That's you guys in the audience who stuck with it, who didn't give up, who supported us when we talked about it, no matter how many times we yeah. felt like <laughs> we, we had we had listeners that were, were sick and tired of us talking about it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. I mean, we tried to balance it out as much as possible, but but really when it comes down to it, you know, it, it, it's, it is all the people in the trenches that were getting this thing done. So, so. and then we get the new guys in town <laughs> the new sheriffs who have come in and recently with the AT&T War Time Warner merger so we get a quote from Robert Greenblatt chairman of Warner Media Entertainment and direct to consumer who says since I got here 14 months ago the chant to release the Snyder Cut has been a daily drumbeat in our offices and inboxes I'm sure it has <laughs> well the fans have asked and we are thrilled to finally deliver at the end of the day it really is all about them and we are beyond excited to be able to release Zack's ultimate vision for this film in 2021. This could never have happened if it weren't for the hard work and combined efforts of the teams at HBO Max and Warner Brothers. Mm, music to my ears. Oh, boy. Yeah. I also love how Toby Emmerich is like the third person down. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's in there somewhere. Yeah, he's in there down. somewhere, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody got their hand slapped. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, let's face it, when it comes down to it, you know, regardless of what you may have felt or what kind of decisions have been made in the past, you still have to run a business. And so you, you have to at least give partial credit for whatever reason it happened, but you have to at least give partial credit that a decision was made and a decision was that some of the some of the wrongs were righted. Yes, exactly. Yep. That's exactly how it is. I'm not going to be too sassy. I'm just going to be a little sassy. No, no. <laughs> Got to be happy about that. But in the end, this is the part that I just like personally <laughs> excited me the most. <laughs> it's in the very last paragraph. It says, The Justice League screenplay is by Chris Terrio. Story by Chris Terrio and Zack Snyder. All because stop. All, <laughs> all stop. <laughs> because we know what happened to the cut of Justice League. Yes, we do. Yeah. In fact, uh, I mean, I still remember some of the scuttlebutt that kind of came out there is like basically Chris Terrio saying, well, why don't you use some of my script? <laughs> I know. Won't use some of my pages. My pages, was, something like that. Yeah. So That was the quote. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So, But this is great. I mean, for me, it's like all the memorable dialogue that we had, you know, from Batman v Superman. I mean, we, Scott, you and I quote these things all the time. You know, some of the Chris Terrio dialogue is just so engaging. Yes. And, you know, it's just, I just, I, I want to see that. I want some of that stuff. I want all of that stuff. <laughs> so I'm so happy. I know. I know. And then the other wonderful piece that came out today was a Boris Kitt article from The Hollywood Reporter, which is very, which I I thought was very important because uh, as if you guys weren't aware, Friday of this week, which would be the 22nd, is the three year anniversary of the other Boris Kitt Hollywood Reporter article where it was announced that Zach was, was stepping down because of Autumn's suicide. So there's a certain sense of symmetry here that we would have a beautiful article on the day that Zach's back. Right. Zach's back. Uh-huh. And it I just love the he- the headline. It will be an entirely new thing. Yeah. Yes, it will be. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and I love how the article kind of starts off. It, it kind of gives you a little bit of a background. It says, and and I like how he kind of built it up. I'm going to go ahead and read it directly because I, I like the way this was written. It says, it was early on a Monday morning in November when director Zack Snyder and his wife, producing partner Deborah Snyder, received a call from their agent. Let's be a bit more precise. It was 7 a.m., but more importantly, it was the day after the second anniversary of the release of Justice League, the DC superhero movie, that Snyder was forced to exit due to a family emergency. Oh, I like that one. Was yes. forced. To exit. Yeah. So the wording there was a little bit more descriptive. Yes. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. And then finally, he says, uh, you know, which was then substantially reshot and retooled by replacement director Joss Whedon. So I, I liked how that was kind of set up. And then, you know, they what was great about it in the very second paragraph, going on to acknowledge the impact of the release of Snyder Cut movement uh, by all the collective fans, uh, mentioned the Times Square billboard, the chartered plane that flew over Comic-Con with the banner, um, you know, just uh, also talked about, the, you know, the other stars of the film, Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck, who um, were able to kind of raise their voices in support of it at the time. Yeah, we're ta- well, we're talking specifically about the November 17, 2000. 19 event. Yes. Because Zach and Debbie are getting this phone call the Monday. That was a Sunday, 7 a.m. the next day. <laughs> they're getting a phone call. Uh, and I love some of the details about it. It says, and this is a recollection of Zack Snyder, who gets a call from his agent the morning after saying that Toby Emmerich had actually called them. And he acknowledged that, acknowledged the movement, and more importantly, was willing to accede 
that this is real. People out there want it. Would you guys consider doing something? No. Okay. I, we're PG. We're P, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to bleep me out, Tim. Okay. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Seriously? It's real. Yeah. No. Is it really? I'm sorry. I'm being sassy pants tonight. You are. That's fine. It's been three years. I think I've earned it. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, of course, in his article, this is these are some of the trial balloons that are put out there. Uh, so, you know, it may be released as either a four-hour director's cut or a, or split into six chapters. Um, and it's saying that in this, according to the reporting, that it's yet to be decided. Scott, what do you want? I want chapters. I want more. I want more. Yeah, I want the chapters. Yeah. I want, the, want more. <laughs> I want more. So the, the Snyder cut doesn't really apply anymore. It's like, I want the Snyder series is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want all the things. You yeah. know, however, whatever Zach wants to give me, give, give, give it all to me. Because he even says the Snyders are now in the midst. So this this is this process is going. Yes. Snyders are now in the midst of reassembling much of their original post-production crew to score, cut, add new, add new, and finish old visual effects. And yes, maybe bring back many of the actors to record additional dialogue. Yeah. So nothing about additional photography at this point. Unless saying additional dialogue means that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's also said here in this article that, uh, according to Hollywood Reporter sources, and this is one source is pegging the uh, additional money that could be put towards this endeavor in the twenty million range, and then another source is saying it the figure could be closer to thirty million, which is in line with the numbers that we've been hearing for quite a while. I know. I mean, what's what's ten more million? Yeah, what's ten more million? What's ten more million? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can spend other people's money. I can spend other people's money like nobody's (laughs) business. Uh, Parties involved had no. Of course. Uh, And then I also like this uh, in, a, in a quote from Zack Snyder himself in his article. Uh, he says, you probably saw one-fourth of what I did. Probably, because even the <laughs> Boris Kidd article <laughs> uh, reiterates the um, the director is basing his judgment on what's been shared with him of Whedon's version because he has not watched the version released in theaters. Yeah. And uh, he says, before Emmer came calling, uh, Snyder said that, you know, he always thought it was a thing that in 20 years, maybe somebody would do a documentary and I could lend them some footage little snippets of a cut that no one has ever seen and then deborah went on to talk about the fact that we have a new streaming platform and you can't do something like this theatrically but you sure can do this with a streaming service and so the idea is very much this idea that the time is right yeah yeah i mean she said it's an opportunity that wasn't there two years ago and she's absolutely right i mean she is absolutely right a lot of us that have been talking about this have been saying that this is this change this was a uh, this was a game changer when the streaming service came around you now have a whole new avenue that you can get this thing done. Okay, so the next paragraph I found interesting was actually, for once, I'm reading something in an article that makes me go, ooh, I actually didn't know this. Um, so, here's some of these details that really starts to paint a picture for us about what that post-production process was like and all those conversations we've been hearing about the, the, the cut is unwatchable or this or that or what was being said. Okay, here's the details from Boris Kitt. In January 2017, Zach had what he considered to be his optimal version. This is this this is this is this is my baby, and it was almost four hours long. So I'm guessing that's the 214. Yeah, that's the 214. Although he knew studio is not going to release a three-hour, 45-minute movie. That just isn't going to happen, you know. So Warner Brother. So it brings back up the two-hour mandate. Warner's wanted two hours. Snyder was able to get to 220, two hours and 20 minutes, cutting down a you know an almost four-hour-long movie down to two hours and 20. 
20 minutes. Sounds a little bit like watch with me, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cutting out almost an hour and a half. Yeah. So that cut, the two hour, 20 minute version, was the first cut the studio saw. Both sides agreed that much work needed to be done. So what it sounds like is when they say, when we're hearing the sorts of, this cut is unwatchable. Well, it's because, well, no wonder. You know, with BVS, you made him cut out 30 minutes. This one, you're asking him to cut out an hour and a half. Yeah. So, and this is the first cut. Let's be clear. This is the first cut that the studio saw was this two hour and 20 minute cut. Right. They had, they never saw the, they never saw the 214. They, they, they saw this two hour, 20 minute. Okay. I'm trying to get what you guys want version. Yeah. This was the first cut that the studio saw this two hours and 20 minute cut of the film. And so that it, when we talk about like something being unwatchable, it would have been based on this cut. Right. It would have been, it would have been based on slashing an hour and a half out of a movie. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I, I can imagine that both that, that both parties said, well, this still needs some work. Cause once again, you're trying to constrict this man to a two hour runtime that I'm getting the sense of that they threw at him late on. You know, if you want to be two hours, you should probably have communicated that at the beginning. Right. Just saying. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it clearly wasn't being managed. Uh, if, if it was allowed to, you know, get to a, a much longer film and then suddenly you have a, a new mandate, which to me, it seems like that must have been something that was introduced much later, the mandate. And then, you know, clearly when you put that kind of a constraint on a film, you know, it, it, it's not going to check with what had been structured for the storyline. And so this idea that Zach kept on working on the movie and then when Autumn died, that he just couldn't take it anymore. He needed to go work on his family. I can imagine that the, 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 the stress he was under to basically try to make a story out of a movie that he's being asked to cut it in half. Right. Wow. So those are some really interesting details. I mean, we've kind of known, you know, through reporting that, you know, a lot of these other things kind of like uh, uh, in a bigger sense and also from some of the postings that Zach had, and I would say very strategically put out there um, over the years, uh, specifically around that time frame, you know, basically kind of letting everybody know just where this film was at in the production. And uh, and it's interesting to kind of get some of these little bit more finite details finally. Well, it's kind of like, well, the no, his, his four-hour version was probably in, in, in good shape and on schedule. It was trying to turn it into a two-hour version that screwed everything up. Yeah. So, and and then I thought it was interesting that the Hollywood Reporter article talks about how the theatrical version got weak reviews, bad box office, and then it acknowledges that the movement was born immediately. They even bring up the old change.org petition and, and acknowledge that it had, I mean, it didn't stop at 100,000 signatures, but it, but saying that it took less than five days to get there. Basically, everyone went and saw the movie opening weekend and was like, nope, <laughs> nope. Yeah. That is not what I wanted, which is pretty much what my reaction was. Yeah, and keep the the whole idea behind that that uh, that petition in mind. I mean, that was a hundred thousand signatures in five days. Kind of keep that in mind because we're going to use that. You know, that'll that'll correlate to some of the stuff we were seeing with our own show. And so I think it was interesting is that it wasn't finished. You know, there was no no. This is with no visual effects. Ah, uh, with some visual effects. I mean, no, there clearly there are some. There were clearly some. No post production. No, there was post production. I we saw. I it. think yeah. we saw it. So that that's a little fuzzy here in the Hollywood Report article, but I do love the idea that Snyder um, said when we left the movie, I just took the drive of the cut on it. <laughs> I just love the idea that oh, this is mine. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, did he leave that little thumb drive in the bathroom by any chance? <laughs> oh god, that was fun. But I feel like this part, this sounds a little bit like the information from that Ben Fritz article, like the the, the car with no panels and a drivetrain and some seats. I swear that came from that's one of those anonymous sources from 
from the Wall Street Journal article. Probably the same source, right? Probably, (laughs) right. Yeah, and then the article went on to kind of talk about it at the two-year anniversary. uh, That's when this whole movement kind of hit its, like, zenith, when that hashtag became a top worldwide trend. Of course, this was last year, and it was November of last year. The hashtag release of Snyder Cut was just one of those days, Scott. I mean, we were just kind of marveling at it about how incredible all the energy felt. And and I remember you and I kind of talking uh, and saying that, my God, this is what it used to feel like. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like we had all this, like all the enthusiasm and the energy we we're feeling from like this fan base um, that we, we simply hadn't felt in like two years. I know. And then I love this quote from Snyder. Hashtag release of Snyder Cut is the most tweeted hashtag about a movie that Warner Brothers has ever made, but it's a movie they never released. <laughs> and I uh, love it. It's a weird stat, but it's cool. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's called flexing, Zach. That's called flexing. Yeah. So then here's the meat of it. This is this is some of the stuff that we've kind of heard bits and pieces about. Here's the official reporting. Uh, it says here that the Snyders put together a presentation and in early February invited a select group of executives from Warner Brothers, HBO Max, and DC to their house in Pasadena to screen Zach's little scene version that was shown in black and white. It's interesting that it was in black and white. Well, I think I think it goes to one, the photos that have been shown, but I think also because of the things that were unfinished. Yes. We've always said the black and white makes the unfinished stuff. Yeah. It, 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 it forgives a multitude of sins right. in a film <laughs> that's not quite finished yet. And it may not have been color graded exactly the way he wanted it yet. You know, so I, I, I can I can completely get that. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that I also think it's interesting they went to their house. Yes, absolutely. Um, so there's a number of executives in a room. There were more than a dozen in attendance, ranging from Warner's Emmerich, uh, Carolyn Blackwood, and Walter Hamada to HBO Max's Kevin Riley, Sarah Aubrey, and Sarah Dewey to DC's Jim Lee. So that really kind of showed the importance of uh, a potentially extensive undertaking here. Because it was all hands on deck. Yeah. You you got all the you got all the all the big money there. Yeah. They even had heads of physical production and business affairs, basically the number crunchers. Yeah. They needed to figure out what needed to be done and how much would it cost. Uh, then it said here at this presentation after the screening, Snyder outlined ideas for not just releasing the cut, but the concept of episodes and cliffhangers. So let's go back to that. Yes. Okay. Anyone who is nanang, yayang about the the series concept? It's Snyder's idea. It even says it right here in the article. Snyder outlining ideas for not just releasing the cut, but the concept of episodes and cliffhangers. Let's put that to let's put that to rest, shall we? Yes, absolutely. It was Zack Snyder that proposed this. Now, now, kind of going back in time, Scott. This is around when you and I started hearing some of the scuttlebutt in the back channels that gave us the confidence that things were legit starting to potentially happen here. And uh, so it's it's nice to see that, like, you know, it's nice to finally get those details about what exactly was happening. And even back then, like, the whole thought uh, about the episodes and the whole idea of, like, you've got the streaming service, like, that all seemed to kind of check out. I mean, it was, it was a natural progression of which way this thing could go. You know, you've got this whole new entity, and this is the type of format that this could eventually make its way into. And uh, so clearly, you know, clearly people were thinking about this, specifically Zach as well. And then it's interesting because 
because it's already started today. We predicted it. Colbert predicted it. Yes. That, <laughs> that people are going to start saying, oh, the only reason this is getting released is because of COVID-19. Because no. they have to have something. And it's interesting is that this article actually says the opposite. That this was all going, this this the wheels were turning on this before COVID-19 and that there was actually concern that COVID-19 was going to stop this from happening. Yeah. If anyone's trying to put that narrative out there, point them to this article. It's clear as day. Things were already in motion well before COVID. Yeah. And then because Debbie was the one who came out and said, maybe we should stop. And she's like, no, this is actually when we need to like get going. Because what's one of the things that this movie needs? Yes. Visual effects, which is something you can do from home. <laughs> and if things aren't being filmed, there's suddenly capacity, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're talking about, this was a quote from Debbie. This is the right time because our visual effects houses that rely on so much are running out of work. So now's the time to be doing this. And, and this was an interesting part. It also helped that many of those post facilities had held on to their original assets. Yeah. Which it would seem to me they always would anyway. Well, yeah, but still, after three years? But the fact is, remember all those, man, this, this is this is you know, like <laughs> a, a time warp. Remember the scouring of all the VFX houses and yes. their and their sizzle reels <laughs> and finding all that stuff? Yeah. They still had that stuff. Oh, this says here, then Snyder spent April and May reaching out to the sizable cast, giving a heads up on the new development and letting them know their services may be needed. And the very first person he called was Ray Fisher. It should be Ray. Yep. Because his, his arc got eviscerated. <laughs> and it, Ray's, at least it's quoted in here that Ray said, you're kidding me, right? Uh, recalls Zach. But uh, actually, if you listen to Ray's Twitch stream today, he says, yeah, actually that article was pretty sanitized. It, it was a lot more cuss words and explicatives <laughs> and, you know, you know, hell yeah, kind of <laughs> kind of moments throughout that whole thing. Um, And, and one of the details uh, from from Ray's Twitch stream today was that uh, this call happened uh, about a week and a half ago. Really? That early? Yeah. I mean, oh, not even early. That late. Like, that late, yeah. I, yeah. So the actors are just now finding out, basically. Yeah. I mean, so when we talk about like April and May, it's probably some of the VFX houses or like some of the, the people on the production side that were, they were probably the ones contacted in April. And then now in May, um, or at least middle of May, you know, we're now starting to kind of reach out to the actors and all that. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but then it comes back to uh, why why we want why we want the longer versions because it just says here that we get to explore these characters in ways that you're not able to in a shorter theatrical version. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yes, yes. And then once and in this article, just like in the press release, it goes back to the fans. The Snyder's know that fan power is what led to the Snyder cut, and this is a quote from Zach. Clearly, this wouldn't be happening without them. He also credits, I love this because we've mentioned this so many times in the last five years. Yes. <laughs> he also credits Warners for living up to its old reputation as the filmmaker's studio. Oh. And those, and that's a, and that's paraphrasing by Boris Kitt. That's not even a quote. No, but that, but this is a, you know, this is the same point we've been making for the longest time. You know, like it, that was the thing Warner Brothers always kind of prided themselves in and they always kind of sell it as like, they are the filmmaker's studio. They are a filmmaker driven 
driven studio. And then clearly what happened to, uh, you know, David Ayer's Suicide Squad and then, and, you know, and then what happened to obviously Justice League and probably to some degree, you know, with Batman v Superman. Uh, clearly that whole reputation was not earned anymore. Mm-mm. And now this is a recognition that they want to get back to that. And then Zach wraps it up. I love the quote that ends it. A good article. A good article always ends on a great quote. This return to that pedigree and to let my singular vision of my movie be realized in this format, in this length, is unprecedented and a brave move. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> I like Boom. that. Definitely like that. That is fantastic. Oh, what a day. What a day. I mean, Scott, this journey, and and we're going to get into this just in a little bit, but my God, it, this has been an emotional journey, surely for the filmmakers uh, involved in all of this. Um, clearly for the fans, you know, we've seen it. It's been an emotional journey for us as well. Yes, it has been. It, it's been a it's been a tough journey because, and and we'll get into that, like I said here shortly. But it, it it's I mean, Justice League almost entirely ended this show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think I don't know if we've said it as clear cut as that. I, I feel like we've danced around. We've danced the topic, around. It. Yeah. But Justice League almost killed Squadcast. <laughs> it almost killed. It would have. It would have taken down the entire network. <laughs> probably. Would I? I would have taken down our show. It, our network was really just getting started. So yeah. Because uh, here, here's where Tim and I are working on a project that we 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 teased uh, yesterday on on, on Tuesday. Uh, so maybe some of you saw the video that we posted that we shared that others shared. But this this is something that we've been meaning to finally get off our chests after a while. Is how hard the last three years have been for us doing this show extremely hard at times i mean let's be clear when we say hard it was hard for us as fans for what drove us to start this show to try to continue on and and it was because of it was because of this film justice league and and it was hard but like ultimately the one thing i would say is like and i'm going to speak for me scott because we i don't know that that we've really talked in this great a detail about it but like for me the kind of thing that kind of kept me going was like there was a fan base out there that was still excited because they wanted to see these characters the same characters that we love they wanted to see them on the big screen and they were still enthusiastic and they were drawn to us because of our positivity and because of our attitude and the way that we've always tried to uh try to approach all this stuff as professionally as we could and and i personally kind of felt like i i didn't want to abandon those people we felt a responsibility yeah and we did talk about this about the fact that our hearts maybe weren't in it 100% of the time, but we were here for you guys. Yeah. And and, and you guys helped us. That That's the that's thing. thing. That's this, the thing. This yeah. has been a very... The show has always been a symbiotic relationship. I, I, I can't know for certain... I mean, it's been, it's been almost five years. How many of you have been there since day one? And it doesn't matter when you joined. We have we have people on this network who weren't with us from day one. <laughs> right. I mean, let's let let's be fair here. Yeah. But whether you were a day one or maybe you just found us two weeks ago, I don't care. We, we've been doing this for you guys because w- we wanted to be a positive voice about the DCEU back when the only thing we had was Man of Steel and we were tired of hearing people crap on it. Yeah. That's the or- that's the secret origin of the Squadcast is we like Man of Steel, damn it. We loved Man of Steel. We loved Man of Steel. We were DC fans who saw what Zack Snyder did with Man of Steel and went, ooh, more of that, please. Yeah. And 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 to add on to what Scott just said there, what was frustrating to each of us individually before, you know, before I got to know Scott and we got to know each other was 
I was like, as a fan in my own little bubble, because I didn't have this like big community that I was interacting with. And I wanted to hear talk that got up my enthusiasm. That was exciting. That was like just as excited for where these films were going as I was. And, and at the time, you know, in terms of like, in terms of like, like an auto, an audible media, like what we're doing as a podcast, like there wasn't, there wasn't this like really strong embrace of what we enjoyed so much with Man of Steel. And I specifically remember the very first time I talked to Scott, you know, we, we talked about like, well, throwing around the ideas of why we'd want to do a podcast. And we both, of course, zeroed in on Man of Steel. And we were both frustrated with like, where is, where is that voice out there that's kind of speaking for us? And we finally said, you know, well, if there's not one, how about we be that voice, basically? And we were convinced that there were others out there like us. Go ahead, Scott. Insert your quote. Help me find the others like you. (laughs) So we were convinced of that. We were convinced of it. And so we started this show not knowing a thing about podcasting. (laughs) Nothing. 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 Our our lost episode is a piece of crap. No, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. It's the reason it's it's part of the reason it's lost and has remained lost. No, so our very first episode, you know, episode one was a Suicide Squad trailer review, the Comic-Con trailer review. There's an episode zero. There's an episode zero, which was like a trial run for us. And it, it was it was bad on a lot of levels. <laughs> but, you know, our first episode, and, and I tell you if, you, if you go back and listen to our show, like when I say we were trying to figure this thing out, uh, that's absolutely true. I think we were making it up as we went along. <laughs> yeah. But what's amazing, and I do want to kind of add on to that, like, you know, we were kind of making it up, but like our format is almost an entirely the exact same since we started yeah we haven't changed a lot in the last five years <laughs> we have not we changed <laughs> you go back and check our music our intro music is exactly the same the script was a little bit different but it was essentially the same like we've been certainly the last like three years we've been reading the exact same script as we open every show as you guys we all know. have as yes, you, you are have. well aware as you're well aware and and we've just kind of stuck to it we, we have a script and that's what we do and in our ending we have blown things up since the very first episode <laughs> it was the gag because remember we started off as the Suicide Squad cast yes it was a pun because we were trying to distinguish ourselves the Suicide Squad movie was coming out with at the same time as you know BVS and so we thought well let's latch on to the Suicide Squad angle to make ourselves different and that's where the blow up ending came from right our very first episode like our strategy going in for the first episode is we were going to be just focusing on the coming Suicide Squad film and that was it and then we had so much fun doing that first episode and and it wasn't and just on top of it like we were nobodies in the in the fan community nobody knew either one of us <laughs> Like we, nope. we we were nobodies, and we put that thing out there. And I remember our first week, we got something like thirty eight downloads, and we were just like, "Oh my god, we got 38 thirty eight downloads! Holy crap!" You know, it was just like we didn't like we were expecting we'd get maybe like five or ten people, honestly. And and it just it resonated, and and it wasn't. And and I'll say this: um, I could sit there and say, "Yeah, we were that good," and that's why it resonated. You know, as no. a, as a group from every week, it resonated because it was filling a void that was there. Yeah. We, we we were we were mar- we were marketing 101 find a need and fill it or create yep. a need absolutely yeah and then uh and then so we had so much fun with that like our very next episode i just remember you know texting scott i'm like what if we just do all dc film news and both of us were like okay let's do it okay, and so sure. we immediately but we're like no we're not changing the name because it's a badass name we love it <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately we changed the name eventually because of uh, the very unfortunate connotations that it incurred which yeah. is why the name change occurred yeah. if you if you weren't aware of the name change, 
change. Well, and we we hung on to it for the longest time. And believe me, we've had lots of debates about it. I mean, so originally we were the Suicide Squad cast. We're a little bit more generic, which I, I still miss the original name. But we are DC Film Squad cast, right? So, but but that was it. So like after the first episode, you know, we we got this like little spattering of downloads, and then every single week it was just I, like I remember I used to provide charts to Scott because I was just like, oh my god, did you see how many downloads we got this week? Did you see how many downloads we got? You know, the next week. And I used to provide like weekly charts to Scott because I was like, I can't believe this is taken off. Like, what are we going to do now? Because neither one of us thought we were going to be doing this for more than like a few episodes leading up to the film. That was it. Yeah, that was it. We like, thought we had the life. We thought we had the lifespan of Suicide Squad. Yeah, if if even that, because the the vast majority of people who start a, a podcast never get past ten episodes. You know, and and uh, so like this suddenly this thing took off, and at least from my standpoint, I was like, oh crap. You know, now people are like. <laughs> People are like expecting us to put out episodes now. So. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that you guys made us feel like we weren't alone, that we weren't just shouting out into the void because we loved Man of Steel and we were crazy excited for Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. And then what you have told us year after year is that you found us to be that voice going, oh, thank God, somebody else loves this too. Yeah. And the reason we're bringing this up is Justice League killed that. It did. It now, did. Well, let's let's lead up to that. I mean, here there, there's a reason why we know what we what we know about what Justice League did. Because as we talked about with our with our show kind of growing, I mean, because of your guys' support, it wasn't because of what we were doing. It's because you guys were latching on. I mean, we we like and I and I hate talking about this because it sounds like we're bragging, but the reality is like w- the show and the fan base was supporting a show like this to the extent that we were like in the top fifteen percent of all the podcasts in iTunes, and that's across all the different channels. Yeah, that was by, by Wonder Woman. By by the time Wonder Woman came around, like we were in the top fifteen percent in terms of like the number of downloads. And that was you guys. That was you guys. And that was you. That was you guys supporting what we were doing. You were sharing. You were tweeting. You were talking us up. People, we have acquaintances, colleagues, connections, sources now that only happened because of you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was it. So it, it, it validated the theory that both Scott and I had that there was this void there, that there was this real enthusiasm that wasn't being tapped into. And then what excited was excited us was that we saw that the growing DCEU universe of films, the shared universe of DC films was what that enthusiasm was just building and building with every single episode that we were putting out we could see the the enthusiasm people wanted to hear on a weekly basis what's the latest news you know what's going on what can i expect you know give me some tidbits about the upcoming dc films that are coming out you know a film that comes out you know one or two films a year we were getting people on a weekly basis that were tuning in because they they were they were enthused they were energized they were you know the audience was clearly growing and 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 every movie movie we would spike every movie and and every single movie and then what would happen is of course not everyone would come back every week but we but it's that that rising tide like but our but we would retain a little bit by little bit so that by the next movie we'd spike again and and it was a and tim's put together a chart that in the future you will see and it shows a non-stop upward trajectory from the episode of man of steel that we dropped like a week before bvs all the way to what is still, I think, our highest downloaded episode, which is our Wonder Woman review. Yeah, yeah. And guys, you know, I'm I'm an engineer. I can't help myself. I have to live off of data. And so, as I was digging into this, you know, and I hadn't done this in about a year and a half. Like I I ha- 
had kind of like uh, in a looser fashion, like I, I had known that we had taken a pretty significant drop with Justice League with our listenership. And at that time, I had pegged it around 40%. Um, I was off. And and we'll get into those numbers uh, here in a little bit. But as Scott's saying, and and I will go ahead and once I drop this episode, I'll, I'll put it together and I'll go ahead and share this data. And this is just something that, you know, I, I think most people would be reluctant to share something like this. But I, I, I want you guys to see because in terms of like trying to quantify this this fan base and this enthusiastic fan base that Warner Brothers and DC Films, the DCEU, that it, it was building up with each subsequent film, how incredibly damaging what happened with Justice League was. And, and, we, and we're presenting this case based on real tangible data from our podcast, a podcast that has put out weekly episodes for coming up on five years with the same two hosts, with the same formula that has not changed since we started this show and you can you can see it the 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 drop is incredibly striking and and it never came back Mm -mm, no and and i'll be honest we actually had more downloads of the justice league review than i thought because i at first we thought people just didn't even bother to tune in and they didn't actually when you looked at our downloads at the very beginning like justice league devastated so many of us that people didn't even care what we had to say yeah and and if you ever go and if you ever go back and listen to that episode i'm a different person <laughs> you have never I it, about as close as you get is our review of the kitchen to be honest <laughs> right yeah I mean it, that was one of those things where we both went into that episode and and I was just like okay I, I don't want this episode to be a mess and I was like let's try to find some positive out of this as best we could and if you go back and listen to that episode it was it was probably our least enthusiastic enthusiastic we, episode it was strained it was strained so strained yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean it would be a completely and I guess especially now knowing what we know now it would be a much 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 different episode you know it would be a much different review but but guys so i mean you're going to see this chart that i'm going to put out man of steel with our review of that batman v superman was about double the number of listeners that came around and when i say it was double like obviously these review episodes are our peaks you know yes. where we get the most people but when i say it's double you know the in-between episodes between uh between these films would also like you know it, it would drop naturally but it would also elevate with each subsequent film and right. it would hold there for a long time it would hold there all the way through and and then after batman v superman suicide squad came out and that went up another you know i think 10 15 percent uh because that was shortly afterwards and then wonder woman you know went up maybe another 20 percent from suicide squad like it and it was following uh the downloads we were seeing on a weekly basis our audience kept growing it was following all the anecdotal data that we had which was our interactions with you guys right you guys were dming us you were emailing i mean that's where the joke used to come from just don't email us we're not we can't get to it. we don't have time to read all these emails so you know just give us give it to us in 280 characters on twitter we have time for that we have time for that because there were so many of you and you were so enthusiastic and then justice league happened yeah and 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 it just went away and scott so let me give you a little more context so like you know when you talk about how you were surprised at how many downloads like our initial week when we had justice league we did not have nearly as many downloads like we probably had like two-thirds of the downloads that we have now so like there was a lag there were people that eventually came out and said okay i'll go listen to this thing maybe you know maybe there's something and you know I'll, I'll listen to these guys i respect their opinions you know maybe they have some insights that i didn't quite see so i mean so through time we eventually got enough listens to justice league but but my god so here's the number guys after justice league the very next film was aquaman which was 13 months later 13 months later but but and it's not it is not a matter that it was the time that the next film was so much as like we saw a drop off in our audience almost 
response immediately. And and you guys told us. You tweeted at us. You wrote us emails. You apologized and said, "I'm done. I'm sorry." But this one broke me. I, yeah, yeah. We we I, God, we had so many little messages and emails like that. Yeah, it was striking. So 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 some of the people we're talking about probably aren't even listening to this right now because they they're gone. Checked out. They're, they're gone. Out. Although we will say, Scott and I have seen in a, a really surprising number of people that we haven't seen for in years, a couple of years. You know, um, you know, two and a half years. There's a lot of these people that I had people reaching out. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about so and so. I forgot about this person, and they're back. It, it was it was just one of these things that was part of the experience today. It was that was like so refreshing and energizing to to kind of see that happen. It, it, it brought the community back. It brought and, the community and, back. and listen, we're not we're not trying to shame anyone who left. Trust not me, not at all, not and, at all. In that 13 months, we almost left. Too. We almost left. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the number, guys. So our show dropped from Justice League, which was not our high watermark, by the way. It dropped from Justice League 62% to Aquaman. To Aquaman. Aquaman did outstanding in the box office, obviously. It was clearly it was clearly a box office hit. But when we talk about the things that keep the fan base energized and to keep the fan base going, the the energy for hearing about DC films and talking about DC films and consuming talk in news and every little tidbit we can do on a weekly basis, that was gone. 62% of our audience left. So, And then it was a downward trend from there. And then Shazam, it was down, I don't have the number here in front of me, but I mean, it's down maybe about 15% from Aquaman. And then Birds of Prey was like another 10% from Shazam. And that's where we are and, and to where, where we are, are now. now. Yeah. And so this is, and this is the thing, like, so again, kind of going back, when we talk about we almost quit, like we were feeling the same things that our audience You guys were. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and this is, and the reason we decided to finally put this out there is because we know we're going to have a lot of ears on probably this episode. Zach's back, baby. Zach's back. And I want to provide this information to the public because for me, this is, you know, we are on, we're at the ground level. We're at the front lines. We are right here with the troops out in the field. We're right here with the enthusiastic fan base. These are the fans that, that are energized, that tweet about, that talk about, that post all kinds of stories about and pictures and, and get other people that may not be aware of films that are coming out, you know, get them exposed to it. Like these are the people that do the marketing for you. These are the people that go out and are so enthused about these things or buying the t-shirts and the action figures and the Lego sets and whatever, whatever else they have you. The comic books. The, the comic books. It, everything. These are the people that disappeared because of what happened with Justice League. And so I want this data to be out there so that like you can say, hey guys, this is real data you need to pay attention to because this completely matches everything we saw. And, you know, and, and it's not about, it's not always about having a film and we'll just pick Aquaman, for example, which was, you know, much more profitable than say, well, I don't know if profitable is the right term, but it, it, the box office was much larger than say Shazam yeah. or Birds of Prey. That's not everything. That's clearly not everything because I, we don't have people knocking our door, knocking down our door saying we want to hear more, more Aquaman talk. We don't get that with Shazam. And I'm not saying these are bad films, but what I'm saying is like, these were perfectly good films, but they weren't the the enthusiasm that the fan base the enthusiasm was killed was before those movies came out it was yeah and so our point is is that we need to communicate to the powers that be to the zeitgeist that we as far as fans and enthusiasm we were doing pretty good before warner brothers decided to start screwing with the dceu because the narrative out there is oh the fans hated these movies they weren't successful that's why the changes needed to be made. And we're trying to prove... No. Yeah. No. That's no, wrong. That narrative that, is wrong. That's, just, that's wrong. That's objectively wrong. Uh, 
yeah. I mean, I, I, I've got, I've got this data from our blood, sweat, and tears of the last four and a half years that I'm going to share here, and I'm not going to give all the numbers, but I'm going to, you're going to see in a very striking way the, the measure that correlates completely with the enthusiasm of the fan base. And, and, and again, I, and I, and I just say when we talk about enthusiasm, that enthusiasm is important. That enthusiasm is key because it, 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 the multiplication factor that you get with these products with fan enthusiasm is, is so much more important than, uh, let's say a little, uh, a one hit type wonder that does well at the box office, gets a lot of, you know, general audience, uh, people coming out to support it and all that. It, it's the enthusiasm that was the engine. Yeah, exactly. And that was you guys. Yes. Absolutely. And, and I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone past and present. And I'm not just talking about today because today has been a glorious day and let's all soak in the gloriousness that was today and the positivity on the timeline and the tweets and the messages you've sent us and that we've shared back up with you just just enjoy it enjoy because these days it's been three years since we've it's it's been it's been more than three years since we've had days like these yeah and i want to see these days back and i want to thank everyone who told us that who 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 tweeted and said thank you for keeping me enthusiastic and i have to say back to you guys no thank you yeah because it was a two-way street it was a two-way street yeah absolutely this show doesn't this show doesn't exist today if it wasn't for you guys no absolutely not and and as you guys know we are you know we are a completely fan supported show you know we don't do any advertising we don't do any of that kind of stuff uh we want this show to be 100 percent completely for you and and it's a support of you know those of you that are able to support us and and we're ever thankful for that but it, this is everything we're doing is is basically for you guys in the community and to scott's point we just want to thank you for it and i want to thank you you know also for all the messages you gave us today like you know scott was saying like you know talking about the positivity and the support you're giving us and saying you know thank you for everything you kind of did for this movement and and for me it's like i just want to push back i'm like we were a small part of this yeah we were a small yeah, part we, of this you know it was it was you guys we, we played we played a part but we weren't the part no even though it, it is incredibly flattering for many of you to to have a perception that maybe we were a bigger part of this than we actually were that 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 just tells me how important it was that we kept doing what we were doing and you got to remember too to to kind of explain why we did not act in such a way that we were a hundred percent of the time all release a Snyder cut there's a very simple reason for that because we represent and we service and we try to support the entire audience out there that has a wide range of likes and dislikes of films and different preferences and you got to remember like Scott and I you know we grew up on the Michael Keaton Batman and the Christopher Reeve Superman films, and we adore those films. And you know me, I'm I, it, animated series all the way. I'm that's that that's where my DC love was truly cultivated was in the Bruce Tim Paul Dini verse. Yeah, and so we wa- we still wanted this show to be something that welcomed everyone, but we had to stay true to who we were, and that's why. But we also had we also had fans out there who's like, listen, guys, I love you. I'll watch the Snyder Cut when it comes out. I, I just can't listen to the new like I can't take the news and the drama and whatever and we wanted to respect that even though personally we were like Hashtag, hashtag, let's just let it cut. Yeah. And, 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 I, and, and I've been even more dogged about it than you've been at times, but that's just who I was. And I was able to do that personally <laughs> as much as I could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so, I mean, so that's just it. Like we, you know, 
our mantra is about, you know, let's, our show has always been trying to be professional, try to, try to give you the news, try to sort through all the, all the noise and tell you, you know, as best as we understand it, what is real, what's not, try to give you the facts, try to be professional, try to be positive. Like that's what we've tried to do. We've tried to be inclusive and, 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 and that's what we have been all about on this. And, and because of your support, that's like, that's why we're able to keep doing it that way because, because our approach has always worked with, you know, this podcast. And, uh, but at any rate, yeah. I mean, so, so thank you guys for all the support and the kind words you gave us today. Like, I, I can't even tell you how many direct messages I got today. I'm sc- sure, Scott, you were the same way. I, I couldn't keep just, up with my I couldn't keep today. up with them. There were so many yeah. messages. I was getting text messages from, you know, some from, you know, other other uh, supporters and listeners that show that, you know, we've, that we've, you know, formed closer relations with. Like, it's all the people that you've reached out. Like, I, I can't tell you how, uh, how much I appreciate you taking the time to do it. And, you know, and, and, both Scott and I, you know, I'm sure we haven't gotten back to all you guys, but like we appreciate every single one of you. And uh, again, we just thank you for all your support, no matter what you're able to do to support. I mean, it's it's just been it's been you guys. So. Yeah, I do want to take this opportunity while we're on a high right now, because let's 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 live let's live large right now. Uh, I would would like to draw attention uh, if you go to my Twitter feed at Scott DC 27, and I know Tim has and mine as uh, well. Yeah, as well, there is a campaign right now for American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, Five dollars and 27 cents in honor of the may 27th release date of hbo max please find that link it's the Zack snyder fan community drive oh we're, if you can give more that'd be great but if you could donate just five dollars and 27 cents that would be i mean i was we like to joke that's that's a cup of that's a cup of coffee just yeah, just absolutely. you know just go and donate please and also ink to the people and all proceeds from ink to the people shirts goes directly to american foundation for suicide prevention they their store is up and they are offering the snyder Con shirt, the All the Gods shirt, and the Zack Snyder's Justice League shirt and hoodie. All those are back on sale. They're printing, they're shipping. So I have a link to that on my Twitter as well. Please go there, participate in those campaigns. 100% goes to AFSP. So let's not forget what got us going in the first place. And and let's give back. Absolutely. Uh, couldn't have said it better. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is, this is what we're trying to do as a community. And uh, it's, you know, it's not going to stop like it's not going to stop now that we kind of got indication that we're getting what we want or that what we've been asking for so well guys thank you so much for listening to our special podcast tonight both because Zack Snyder's Justice League 2021 <laughs> but also for listening to us uh, we thought this was the perfect opportunity because we're really hoping that this energizes you guys maybe some of you come back now that Zack's back and that we have a reason to be enthusiastic guys we're hearing things yes let's let let's push let's push let, let, let's push let's support let's push let's let our voices be heard and our dollars to be heard and let's make it happen because we can we can grab this son of a you know what by the horns right now yes show the support for what opportunities lay before us exactly and, and when we say opportunities make no mistake about it there's opportunities here that have not been there right and it, it when when all these properties were just uh, a Warner Brothers picture 
developers, uh, you know, property in terms of like how the IP was going to be used. This is a whole new ball game. When we talk about HBO Max, HBO Max is a game changer. is is an absolute game changer. And if you're supporting, uh, if you're supporting Zack Snyder, if you're supporting what you know, what the 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 we were trying to do with the DCEU universe and all that. If you like those films and you like the whole idea behind, you know, a filmmaker driven type of approach, support, support, support this effort and and let's let's kind of show that we're we're there we're there and this is what we've been asking for and it, and it really wasn't around around just the one film let's reward the decision that was released today yeah yeah okay guys so you can of course find us at dc film Squadcast on twitter i can be found as i said at scott dc 27 yep and then you can find me on twitter at alan fire and you can email us at dc film Squadcast at gmail.com we love interacting with you guys yes i mean honestly that's kind of what this last little bit's been about yeah <laughs> so we're on vero we're on facebook we have our website squadcastmedia.com we have our patreon at patreon.com squadcastmedia remember five dollars a month helps us keep the lights on we, we we bless you as much as we can with extra content we get two squadcast movies reviews in the can they're coming your way when tim has a breather yeah <laughs> we've had other things going on it's been a little busy this past week it's with a, a, a lot of the a lot of the stuff happening so guys we we got some great stuff coming uh just as a quick reminder our very next episode, which is going to drop probably Monday, is going to be our review of No Country for Old Men for Squadcast Movies number two. That's going to drop in this feed. It's a great film. I encourage you to check it out. Uh, you'll you'll get to hear Scott and I talk about a film that we love with as much passion, I think, as you know we talk about our our love of these DC films. Okay, guys. So that's going to be it for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Stay home. Subscribe to HBO Max <laughs> and keep reading DC. Yes, HBO Max and DC Universe. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Okay, Tim, you and your little cohorts in this network decided it was so funny <laughs> to send me a freaking 4K steelbook of Justice League. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. We sent you the steelbook cover. It just happened to have a disc inside of it. Yes. Well, I'm just saying that disc. I mean, people have wondered, am I just going to throw it away? Am I? No. Damn it. This is Squadcast. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't go into garbage. This doesn't go in the garbage. We got a ceremony for that since episode one of this podcast. There is a way we do things. <laughs> and this is what I'm going to do to that disc. <laughs> I don't have uh, a physical copy, but I'm just going to pretend I did. And I'm putting it in there with it. Solidarity. <laughs> <laughs>